It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hey, everybody. Hi there. Use your microphone. I was swallowing water. Push the button. There you go. Am I on? Oh. There you go. There I am. The miracle of uh, modern button pushing. <laughs> I love buttons. Buttons are great. Apparently they don't love you, though. Button. Yeah. How's everybody doing? This is uh, Ears Up. Uh, I am not in the chat room right now because this computer is being wonky. Uh, Skype's not working. Uh, I can't log in to uh, live stream. I don't know what's happening. My world is falling apart. Jason. What? We got you, man. You got me? Yeah, we're in here. I'm talking to yeah. people. All right. Let me we're doing, you up we're a doing things over there here. There we go. Uh, you sound a little more like you now, Terrence. I believe I, don't, I, I got you, Boo. Is... Well, I don't want to call him Boo with his Boo in the room. Oh, it's cool. Trying, uh, I thought it was Bay. I thought Bay is the new oh. thing. I ain't, it ain't no problem. It ain't no thing but a chicken wing on a string at Burger King. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Whoa. You guys are great. Uh, what happened to Bay? Uh, no, that's horrible. No, it's still, is, is it? Is I it thought it was a still a thing. thing. It's a thing, but that doesn't mean it should be a thing. Does it mean the mm. same thing as boo? Bay, boo, bay, girl, G U R L. Oh yeah. Girl. Um, but it's also used in a really stupid context, right? Like I could make a Facebook post and be like, "Sam is bay," and it would. Like no. That's yeah. how it, no, no, that's, no well, that's how the youngins say it. But if you say Sam is Bay, what that would translate to is Sam is my significant other, right? Um, or you could say you could say that you could say I'm with my Bay, or you can just call him Bay. You can. Uh, I feel like you should be taking attendance because <laughs> this is a class now. Yeah, <laughs> Bay. And this bay is how more. we know we're old because You're teaching we have us. to be taught. What is Bay? Yeah, tune in next time on our Disney podcast where we talk about what the kids are saying. We talk about Bay. bay. I, I'm waiting for the for the day that there's a uh, that right? Mickey is Bay shirt sold at Disneyland. I, I guarantee you, churros is Bay or whatever. There won't be, but they'll have those mall shirts. You know, the I'm with him, I'm with her shirts oh. like that. I'm with Bay. I'm, in, I'm with Bay. I'm with Bay. With the you know one's have the you Minnie, seen the one's I'm Mickey. with Minnie or I'm with Beauty I'm with Beast oh one. yeah that's I kind have. of jacked up how are you gonna call your dude a big hairy well because I guy. think I think it's like, it's like underneath muscle beast, right? yeah underneath it has like a like a dumbbell yeah. like weights or something like that oh like beast mode. I guess yeah. All right. <laughs> it's just, it's just <laughs> oh, real weird dude we, for, we forgot to um, what did we forget boo and wifey <laughs> wifey wifey I call back on my wifey from time to time. From time to We've time. We've been married for 14 years. I refuse to ever wifey. call Jason my hubby. I hate that no, term. No, hubby oh, and wifey's not the same. It's not? That's not the same, no. Hubby is from like 1934. Well, it's, it's made wifey a comeback. Now. No, hubby? People really? Say, oh, yeah. yeah my hubby, my Facebook feed is full of hubby. Maybe I'm not my in the right My hubby got me these flowers for my birthday. Who are your my friends? <laughs> <laughs> They're from 1934. That's oh, a real uh, good question. Lulu had a good point. Shouty. 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 It's yeah. your shouty. I, I still shouty like that one, good. though. Yeah, shouty, you my angel. <laughs> Stop it. I don't even know what's happening anymore. What happened to this show? It's got, it got awesome. It got, it, I have a sound effect for what happened. It went somewhere. <laughs> it blew up. That's for it sure. It hasn't even started and it blew up. I know. It hasn't started. Uh, but when it does, 
And, you know, we don't know when that will be. Uh, we have a really good show for you today. Not only uh, we have uh, feedback, which is always fun. We have Terrence Thinks, which is always a segment that we do from time to time. <laughs> Um, right. We have Bev taking us through the history of the Little Mermaid ride, Yay. yeah, which I didn't really realize there was going to be anything to talk about. But she's like, "Dude, it's, there's <laughs> well, a lot of stuff." There's there's some things. There's a lot of stuff. There's some stuff. Um, there's some things. But before we do any of that, we're going to talk to Jeremy from Spectro. Now, you guys, we had Jeremy from mm-hmm. Spectro Radio on uh, a while ago. I think probably four, six months ago or something like that. Maybe uh, ish. Yeah, ish. Something yeah, like it's that. Been a while. It was before my time, I believe. Before oh. my ties, yeah. Um, and uh, so I was like, <laughs> "Look, good. dude, we need to get you back on." And uh, anyway, long story short, uh, he's going to be a, on a, a reoccurring segment. So once awesome. a month, one show a month, we're going to have Jeremy from Spectro on to kind of take us through the history of a piece of Disney music. That's Either awesome. it's uh, from musical, maybe, or from mm-hmm. a movie, or from the park, especially. Uh, that kind of stuff. And I'm, I thought it'd be real rad. I'm just really glad that he's still streaming. Yeah, we'll talk to him a little bit about yeah. that, too. Actually, we should get him on the line here as okay, soon as he it. emails me his phone number. Oh, here it is right here. Nine two five. Bev, how do I get this to you? Do you want it? No, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. Let's, can, you, can you do it from there? Yeah, yeah, sure. Of course I can. There's buttons with numbers. That's a pretty good sign. That's true. Uh, okay, let's get all the stuff, uh, you know, iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. Rate us wherever you can. Or uh, Follow us on social media. We do some some things there. I posted a, a picture that uh, someone sent to me of uh, the Magic Kingdom, right, which is Disney World, right, uh, from the view of the Tinkerbell zipline. Did you guys yes. see that? Yes. Yeah. And it's like, there's everything. It's just yeah. thing. crazy. It's amazing, right? I have a couple more I'll post too. But we have, we do fun stuff like that that we just obviously can't do on the radio. So uh, check that out. If you have feedback, goes to Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. Compliments go to Terrence at earsup-podcast.com. You can say hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to Bev at earsup-podcast. And anything else comes over to me. My name's Jason. Uh, we have a blog. You can support us. Amazon link, uh, recurring donations. A lot of you guys have been doing that, and uh, it's pretty cool. Thank so you. as a result of the recurring donations, and also, and I meant to talk to everyone here in this room about it before we went live, but just ran out of time. Um, we are, uh, I have ordered churro shirts officially to uh, to be sold on our Covier site because I don't nice. know how to work our WordPress <laughs> plugin. Um, but that means uh, a cheaper churro shirt, and you get it the next day. That's awesome. You don't have to wait three or four weeks mm-hmm. now for it so uh we're a little limited on sizes and colors but with all the money that you guys are, are blowing on churro shirts and donations and stuff like that i think we're now able to finally have enough to put into carrying stock of the shirt that you guys like that i'm wearing right now but you can't see because our cameras are busted but uh and it's a whole thing right now and um <laughs> there's a lot of things <laughs> there's a lot of things so we know we're working on another shirt. Uh, we got our Main Street Fanny Packers thing going on. We got a whole new rebranding <laughs> happening. It's a whole, it's a whole thing, and it's all thanks to you guys who are pouring your money into us. Uh, we really appreciate it. The Amazon link, uh, buying coveyors, reoccurring donors, one-time donors, it all helps. Um, and then eventually, you know, we're going to be at a point where. Uh, we can actually, you know, use the money for other stuff instead of just trying to like ratchet us up the, you know, the ladder. There's always right. something on a, on a business, on a show, on a podcast where you got to spend money on, right? I have a quick question. Yes, sir. Rude. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you wanted to buy a different shirt color that than what we have, are you still able to purchase it on? Uh, Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, T Public. T Public. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to leave that up. Okay. Cool. Uh, because T Public, we get two dollars on. Still get some stuff. Okay. Yeah. So we get a little bit, but you have sure definitely more options. Still right. options there. Yeah, for sure. 
for sure. Um, and then uh, the la- lovely lady who has uh, done all the artwork for the Churro shirt and all this kind of stuff that we're talking about, Lulu. Uh, I think she's in the chat right now. You can go to tpublic.com and search Beer Me or Lulu Gumshoe, uh, just how it's pronounced. And she has a shirt there, and you might like it. I think it's pretty cute. Uh, okay, we're going to get we're gonna forego feedback because poor Jeremy's on the west east coast. He's on the east coast. Yeah. And uh, it's late there, dude. It's late there. Uh, so I'm going to get him on now so he can actually go to sleep. Um, I know. He's very nice for doing this. He's a young guy, though. I'm sure he's he's got the energy. What's young? What is young? Um, what is love? Baby, I don't think, hurt me. Well, uh, that's too large of a question for me to answer. <laughs> I'm going right. to pull my Paul Abdul card and not answer. You are a beautiful Hello. soul. Jeremy. <laughs> What's happening? What's happening, man? Sorry, Skype wasn't working, but uh, <laughs> you know, we we went we went Ma Bell this time. We went the Ma Bell route, and uh, I think we'll be fine. That's fine. Uh, I dropped a call on my grandmother about three hours ago. I don't have good service here, so if we get disconnected, just know it's not personal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did your grandma take it personal? Yeah, or maybe you don't like yeah, your grandma we're not, either. We're not, we're not speaking. Yeah. Anymore, Did you so. call her back? <laughs> He's like, no. I decided to let her sweat it out. For yeah. <laughs> Poor Grams. Come on. She has to call me back. <laughs> Things are expensive on my end. Um, well, before we get into uh, into your segment, dude, give us a little update on uh, on Spectral Radio. What's happening with you? Because last we tweeted out, um, you were. I, I think maybe even our last show that we actually recorded here, we're talking about you going off the air. But yep. you, you know, you're back now. What happened? So I'm back. Um, the whole thing was um, the copyright board that governs how much um, webcasters pay royalties to artists raised the rates um, on small webcasters. So small webcasters were getting this a deal for the past 15 years when uh, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act came out. And basically what happened was they lowered the cost for, like, Pandora, and they, they ended up raising ours, so everyone's even, because it used to be that Pandora and those guys paid a lot more and we paid a lot less because we're small, independent hobbyists. Well, they made it all even, so um, it basically drove Live 365 out of business, which was the company that hosted a lot of smaller webcasters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was broadcasting on there for like half the price of what I am now. I found a new solution. It's more than doubled what it cost me to keep this <sighs> thing going. Oh, wow. Um, but anyway... Um, it's basically, you know, obviously it's a good thing for the artists and everyone to get paid their due, um, but it really hit a lot of small broadcasters and thousands of them have just stopped altogether. But fortunately, I'm in a position where I can I can handle the price increase. So um, I'm still going. So I moved over to a, a new broadcasting service called Shoutcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? It's actually been there's been some good things that's come along with this because I can now broadcast on TuneIn. I can now broadcast mm-hmm. on my own website, so you can listen at SpectraRadio.us. So oh, wow. there's been a lot of benefits to having this change, even though it's costing you a little bit more. There's I think it's better for the um, for the audience, and I'm commercial free now because I'm just putting the bill myself. <laughs> so, um, uh, you don't have to listen to really annoying Geico commercials every you know, 20 minutes during the stream. So, um, Unless you want to. Yeah. I mean, you could always switch to something that has commercials. That's uh, fine. And maybe someday 
someone would actually want to advertise on the station, um, I wouldn't turn down the the ability to have some income from it. But for now, <laughs> for now, it's a hobby. So, and it's been a long. It, I I have to transfer all the music over, and it's a really long process to do that. So, I've actually only got about thirty to forty percent of my library up on the new server streaming. So you might hear a few songs a bit more often than you <laughs> used to. Um, but slowly but surely, every day, I add a few more tracks. I'm getting it to go for but that's the story. Okay. Well, hey, that's a good story. Uh, we're, we're glad you're back, man. Absolutely. Yeah, it's we, good to be back. We were nervous. We were nervous. <laughs> I have to tell you, I was really surprised and kind of overwhelmed by, like, how many people were upset at the prospect oh. of it not going forward. And people were like, you've got to figure this out. No, what's going to happen? And... When I did say that it was back, everyone was like, I mean, I was like, I was absolutely like blown away by how the positive reaction. Dude, I tw- feel really. Twitter exploded on you. It was oh, yeah. I mean, they, they, I think they went dark for a few hours. <laughs> it was definitely a collective sigh of relief. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like someone put Alderaan back together. Yeah. It was just like, oh. I feel, I feel better. It, look, it happened a long time ago, guys. In a galaxy far, far away. Right, it's okay. fine. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. You know, the, the out, you had your own uh, hashtag. I almost called it a face tag. That shows how out of like the realm of you know the loop I am, I guess. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. So uh, we're we're glad you're back up and running, man. And then uh, you know, of course, we're glad that you're you know you're here. You're going to come on and do a little segment. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. And well, I guess we can tell them. Like, um, I know you and I talked about it, but um, I'm going away for for a couple weeks. But when I'm back and things settle down a little bit. We'd like to have the Ears Up podcast back on the air on Spectro. Yeah. We just need to figure out a time and get you guys broadcasting um, over there again. So it. it was really fun having you guys on in the summer. So I think it'd be great to just keep that going. So awesome, awesome. man! Yeah. yeah, we appreciate that. That's uh, that's yeah. really cool. Thank you. Cool. Are yeah. you ready for your uh, sexy intro? I'm so ready for it. All right, hang on a second. Here <laughs> it comes. All right, here it comes. Complete radio silence, please. Join us as we unravel the magic behind some of Disney's most beloved pieces of music. It's Spectro Time. This magic night. Pretty good, huh? That is that is just incredible. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. Well, I feel like it's only appropriate on my first segment to talk about um, my favorite piece of Disney audio or attraction, which is Spectro Magic. So for the first one, I'm going to give you a little bit of background on the Spectro Magic Parade. So right now, um, I want to take you back to Disney Parks in the 1980s. So Jason, if you could play number one, please. You got it. Here it comes. There it is. Wait. Come on. There we go. <laughs> So back in the 1980s, um, you had uh, two Disney parks in the States. They both were playing the Main Street Electrical Parade. That was their nighttime attraction, almost identical parade. Now that, and that started towards the end of the 1970s. So now as we move into the end of the 1980s, there's a couple really big events that are happening that are affecting Disney parks around the world. Um, can you guys guess what might have been happening around 1990, 91, 92? Terrence, you Sorry? Uh, I was talking to Terrence. He's real smart. I don't. I can't off the top of my head, no. DCEA? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That was 2001. 
Yeah. Oh, that was when it so opened. This is the beginning of the 90s. So there's two things happening. You've got um, on October 1st, 1991, Walt Disney World celebrating its 20th anniversary. That's what uh, my second guess was going to be. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew I just needed to give it more time. <laughs> yeah, that's all you did. And then just a short seven months later, you've got the opening of Disneyland Paris in April of 1992. Mm, So those two things together, you've got two Disney parks in the States running Main Street Electrical Parade and a new park opening in Paris with nothing to have at night. So Disney decides, all right, we only need Main Street Electrical Parade at one park in North America. So Disney World, pack up Main Street Electrical Parade and ship it to Paris because that's going to be... They're opening nighttime electrical parade. So they got they got a used parade. Yes. They got a yes. used parade. Yes, and okay. Disney's not. They've gotten two used parades because they ended up taking Fantasia from Tokyo uh, in the early two thousands. Also, um, <laughs> so and to Disney World, we're making you a brand new electrical parade. So they start working on this parade called Electro Magic. And during the design phase, um, it was being worked on by a guy named Don Dorsey who was the musical designer for the Main Street Electrical Parade and many other things. So he worked on Fantalusion, Illuminations, Tapestry of Nations, and for you Disneylanders, Soundsational. So we like Don Dorsey. Sensational. Oh, that's, that's lovely. Thank you. So, oh, I, should, I don't even need to play the, have you play the cues, the music that I think. You could just sing. I'd be amazing. I'd be amazing at it. <laughs> I'd be about so, as, as good about <laughs> as good as it as I am on the radio, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so Don Dorsey is working on this new parade, Electro Magic, and his suggestion is to use for the audio is to use a slowed down version of Main Street Electrical Parade's Baroque Hoedown. Um, that idea ended up getting nixed by the powers that be. So enter in two guys. Uh, by the name of Steve Scorija. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Steve, if you're out there listening, uh, and I butchered it, I'm sorry. And another guy by the name who, so Steve Scorija scored the new audio, and John Debney wrote the theme entitled On This Magic Night. Number two, please. All right. On this magic night, a million stars will play beside us, cast a spell. So that is the theme of Spectro Magic, written by John Debney um, on this magic night. Now, John Debney is no stranger to Disney. He is actually the wrote the soundtrack for the upcoming live-action Jungle Book. He did mm-hmm. Iron Man 2. He adapted the Haunted Mansion for Disneyland Paris' um, Phantom Manor attraction. Oh. He wrote the beginning to Illuminations 25. So this guy also, like... Don Dorsey, who's Don Dorsey's not a composer, he's a producer, but um, this guy's written a lot for Disney Parks. Oh, and in fact, in the early 80s, John, when they redid Fantasyland and they had to redo a lot of those attractions so that you're not, it's not from your point of view, um, but where you're actually seeing the characters in a tableau, yeah. they had to reorchestrate a lot of that, and Debney had his hands in a lot of those. So this guy's no stranger to Disney. Okay, and we liked and, him. He did, he did good stuff. Yeah, we okay. love, well, he did Spectro, I mean, come on. <laughs> so... Um, and not only that, but Debney's Disney DNA, because his father is Disney Studios producer Louis Debney, who worked at the studios in Walt's time and worked on such things such as Zorro and the Mickey Mouse Club. So 
John Debney wow. just not some jerk off the street. He's, <laughs> he's Disney. Yeah. Okay. Now, Spectrum Magic Audio is notable for a couple different things. The first is that unlike most or every Disney parade that's been written up until this point, and I think since, um, and most music that you would march or walk to, it's not written in a 4-4 time signature. It's written as a waltz. So when you listen to it, it kind of goes one, two, three, one, two, three. That's not, if anyone has any history of being in a marching band, 90% of the time you are not waltzing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it kind of, it, it, it makes it, it's a bit more flighty, but it makes the, um, the characters, when you, if you go back and watch a video of this parade, they, they really sway to that waltzing music and it kind of gives the whole, um, parade of a feeling of like floating down the street and it's very mm. fluid. Um, that, so that's a pretty bold move on Debney's part to go ahead and write this completely different piece of music and write it as a waltz, not as a normal piece of music. We were sit, we were sitting here swaying to the thing, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> when the music was playing and then when you started talking about the the, the time and the waltz, the whole studio were like, ah, yeah, okay. <laughs> and because you, that's just what you do when you start hearing that, you start moving. But when yeah. I when I hear a marching band, I don't really want to start moving. Right. Maybe it's the dancer exactly. in me, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and the waltz easy to move, it's easy to move to so yeah. it really did have that that effect makes sense um and the other thing is it differed from the main street electrical parade and then it was fully the audio is fully orchestrated so anyone who's heard the main street electrical parade for more than five minutes knows it's all digital on those synthesizers which <laughs> probably sounded really cool in the 70s right. um but after about 10 minutes it's like all right we get it <laughs> so um that was also a big thing um, so, Spectro Magic debuted October 1st, 1991, part of the uh, 20th celebration at Disney World, and it was wildly successful. So, um, it was extremely popular, and one of the things that they had to do, so this not only made a memorable mark on us and a musical mark on the park by changing what a nighttime parade meant, but it actually had a physical effect on the Magic Kingdom as well. So, if you've been to the Magic Kingdom and you're walking from Liberty Square back to where Splash Mountain is, You'll notice that yes. there's the original pavement, but on the right, there's this wooden walkway that juts out into the water so you can kind of bypass stuff. So they knew that they had this new parade coming. They knew they were going to be building Splash Mountain in a few years, and they knew that it was the 20th. So crowd management, they built this extra walkway. Hmm. So if you've ever been in a glut at Disneyland during Fantasmic trying to get from one place to the other, You'll be thankful when you're in the Magic Kingdom that you can just zoom right past the parade because um, they built that extra thing, and you can thank Spectrum Magic. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we stood to watch the Electrical Light Parade when we were there. Oh, okay. That on that wooden. Oh yeah. Park. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Right. So they've and they've done a lot of so even recently, and you guys talked about this um, in your podcast about Disney World, how there's so much additional space to watch the fireworks show where oh, they've yeah. added in the grass. Um, this is this was one of the first times they did something like that where they like had these expansions just to accommodate viewing crowds. Um, so and that was just because it was so popular. So now we talked a bit about the music, but I can't not go away from Spectrum Magic without telling you about some of the amazing technology because everyone goes nuts because. Paint the Night is oh it's 100% LED. Okay, well that's pretty one dimensional. This was 
Spectrum Magic was like a laboratory of lighting. <laughs> so you went from the Main Street Electrical Parade, which was pretty much Christmas lights and chicken wire. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm exaggerating, but not really. Um, so <laughs> they were putting in technology that had never even been seen before outside of like the military. So there was, I'm going to read you the list of lighting technologies that are in this parade. Okay. The first one is electroluminescence. I don't know what that is. <laughs> the second fancy. one. It's so fancy. The second one is flow neon, which is a kind of light that reacts to sound. So this, the light, some of the lighting would change in the parade just based on the, the crescendo of the music. It just, it's somehow it's programmed to react to sound without being told to. Um, there's another um, piece of technology called Quantex, which is a U.S. military-developed lighting technology that until this parade had only ever been seen in the cockpits of U.S. fighter jets. Um, how in the hold- world? Like, <laughs> how does that they even... were just scrounging around for new lights, you know? They, I mean, they did, I don't know how they would get that. Okay, all right. Holographic prismatic film, which is a kind of film that if you shine light at it, it breaks it up and um, the colors split apart. It just it creates like a cool optical effect. Um, there's over 100 miles of fiber optics. And light-spreading thermoplastics. So this isn't just your LEDs and Christmas lights. This is, like, a lot of really crazy stuff. Wow. Um, It took 948 batteries, and uh, there were over 600 pucks embedded into the parade rope to keep the the different parade units in sync with the music that's playing on the the area speakers. So that was the technology that when when the parade went over these pucks, it would sense where it was and could sync up with the music. Oh. Um, that technology actually went away in 2006, and now they use something called DTMF, which is a signal that's bounced off an antenna on the castle and then um, broadcast out to the parade units. Oh, so they can kind of track it that way. Exactly. Hmm, um, cool. So the first run of Spectra went until May 22, 1999, and then it took a break, and we got Disneyland's Main Street Electrical Parade for the Millennium Celebration because, remember, our original Main Street Electrical Parade is still going on over at Paris. Um, so then we can give it back to you and you put it in California Adventure. And Spectrum Magic came back for its second run, which went from March 26, 2001, until the very sad, heartbreaking day of June 5, 2010, when we thought it was just going away for another Main Street Electrical Parade break. But here we are six years later, and Main Street Electrical Parade won't go away. So... Um, <laughs> The popularity of this parade generally doesn't go back to all the technology that I spoke about or the individual units. When I was doing some research for this, um, everything that always came up was how much people love the music. It always went back to the music. They missed the music. So, and it was really popular. So there was actually a, pian- a separate piano version that was released on a CD by the pianist David Benoit, and that is available on Disney's Music from the Park CD. Would you play number three, please? If you're having a wedding or a romantic dinner, that is a perfect alternative. So, But it was so popular that they, they remade it and, and released that. And if you really like the Spectrum Magic soundtrack, it was released on two different CDs. One was only released in Japan, um, but you can get it on eBay, and it's called Disneyland 
Walt Disney World musical vacation, and that has a seven-minute <laughs> cut of the of the parade. That's a good um, title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, something not quite right in the translation. And then there was <laughs> its own Spectro Magic CD. That's the only track that's on there. It's a 14-minute cut. It's it's pretty um, comprehensive of the whole of the whole parade. That was available in the parks until recently, um, but you can still get it on Amazon and on uh, eBay. So if or if you want to hear it, chances are if you tune into SpectraRadio.us, you will hear Spectra Magic at some point during the day. <laughs> and that was that's your uh, your theme. That's this thing, right? Yes. The romance and comedy of the lighting. Yeah, I don't know if I ever saw romance or comedy in the show, but we'll go with it, Judy. It sounds like you you felt the romance though, because you love this. This is your favorite thing. This yeah, is it is. Well, I mean, I guess you know Cinderella and all of them. That was romance. I guess yeah. I can't say that wasn't romance. Well, so. I mean, I mean, you know, for you personally, you you know, you connected. Why 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 did you connect with this over over anything else? I have no. I think it was the music. I think I really liked the audio. That's what I mean. You you felt yeah. the romance. Yeah. You love it. Something about it. It's it's per it fits perfectly into that setting. It's whimsical okay. but there's a lot of the technology. So it's where I actually think Paint the Night kind of falls off. I think it's not it doesn't fit the setting. I, you know what, I, I to be honest with you, I don't like Paint the Night. Um I don't necessarily I mean the it music's the, cool. The music's yeah, it weird. Cool. It looks rad. It, it, it but it's yeah. it's very uh Weird. I don't know. You're, you're right. It, it doesn't. It doesn't fit in. And I also don't like the. Um, uh, and this has nothing to do with anything. But I just need to get it out. I guess um, the uh, the projection mapping on the on the on the buildings with, during the fireworks. Right. Because the point of oh. the fireworks is to focus on the fireworks. Uh, how do you do that when you're looking to the left and the right and you see blurry cartoon images on the buildings? I. I it's a whole distraction. And I think that's kind of a lot. What paint the night is? It's too much. And so yeah. it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to focus on something. It, it lacks yeah, a, a commonality. Yeah. That's like the new one, right? The one that's going on now. Yeah, yeah. yeah that song is actually from um, the song, the, the one that plays on repeat. Yeah, mm-hmm. is from um, oh, the guy with the big hands, Wreck It Ralph. It's in the credits yeah. of Wreck It Ralph. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh really? there you go. Yeah. yeah, it is. Oh yeah. When can we do this again? Mm. Yeah, Bill Reverb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that was awesome, Jared. That was it, right? I'm not cutting you off. No, that's okay. that's my whole thing. I tried to keep I like it, it short, and I, you know, I, I was trying. I'm like, you guys do such a good job with like your history of. I was like, let me try oh, to keep nice. it a little different and short, but so that's it. No, that I, was my that's my first one. I think it was awesome, yeah. Jeremy. Was that was perfect. great. All right, that was uh, honestly exactly what I was looking for. I think uh, I think this is cool. Yeah, I think so too. Cool. Now I got to find the next topic for next time. So yeah, yeah. get 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 cracking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll let you go to bed, man. Yeah, thank you. It's getting late over here. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Enjoy All right, the rest of the show. Take it okay. easy, man. See ya. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Now, uh, More spectral magic. Little Roger Rabbit. Yeah. I don't know. Sounds like it. Uh, yeah, that was cool, man. That was awesome. Cool. I yeah. Like that kid. I like him. Uh, okay, back to uh, the beginning of the show. Feedback, Taryn. All right. Uh, first one for feedback is from Barbara. Hello. I've been listening to your podcast for about five months now, and I'm completely addicted. I've listened to every show. 
When my boyfriend gets home, I always have to gush over what happened in the shows that I listened to that day. <laughs> well, it turns out he has been paying attention. For Christmas this year, he surprised me with a churro hooded sweatshirt. Oh, wow. Aww. I flipped, is what she says. She I've been, a backflip? That's cool. Uh, I've been wearing it every day since Christmas Eve. I will note <laughs> this this is from early January. So oh. She's not still wearing it in February, but maybe she is. I don't, don't know. know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I live in Alaska, and it comes in handy. Um, it's a quality sweatshirt, warm and super soft inside, not to mention a fabulous way to display one's love of churros and Disney at the same time. So if anyone really needs more assurance, get it. You won't regret it. Uh, well, I know you're not letting that one angry reviewer get to you in regards to your Disney World episode. <laughs> uh, Which one? <laughs> I think she's speaking of the one that that was that was pretty. Um, I forget. I think that he wrote on our blog or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah, you, whatever yeah. his name is. Yeah. I forget his name, yeah. I have to say that I didn't see anything wrong with what you said. I thought it was a balanced show. Besides, I'm a fan because of your chatter and how freely you share your opinions. I feel, and I'm sure others do too, that you're people I could see myself hanging out with in real life, and that makes the show wonderful. Plus, hearing the negatives helps one plan a trip better than the positives do. That's what I think. Right. I mean, we can we can sit there and gush about uh, everything else, everything but everything is great. Everything's um, <laughs> everything is awesome. Completely lying. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and, uh, that's my thought too. It doesn't it doesn't help. And I know maybe sometimes we come across as too negative or something like that. But um, I just uh, I don't know. That's um, look, man. You know, you want honesty. If you want positive honesty, you can go somewhere else. Sometimes we're po- we're positive. I think and we're, we're positive. Honest. We're just, well, I think that's what she's saying. Is we're like, honest. Yeah, it was, she said it was that's a balanced all. show, and I yeah. agree with her. I'm not going to be positive about a negative experience. Right. But you are. You're never... Like, well, that's true. You know? Yeah. We're never like, hey, did it. Yeah. Um, she says, she finishes with, keep up the great work. I appreciate all of the time and energy you put into the show. Happy New Year. Barbara. 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 Thank you, Barbara. Thanks, Barbara. Oh, that was very nice, Barbara. I like her name. I like saying Barbara. <laughs> I bet yeah. you do. Uh, the next one is from oh. Eric. Uh, love your show. Keep up the good work. Conrad's laugh cracks me up every time. <laughs> I wish I could have laughed right there. I know. Yeah. Ah! Or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like uh, Jason, you're pretty cool for a Liverpool fan. That's right. Go glory, Reds. Glory, glory, man united. Oh, whatever, he dude. finishes with. I'm sure he does. Yeah. How that Leicester beating. Whatever. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, that's it. That's it for feedback. For, I can't uh, talk about Liverpool. They, they're stinking right now. It's mm-hmm. actually funny. I was watching a Man U uh, match the other day, and I was watching uh, Wayne Rooney. He's yeah. like, yeah, he used to be bald. And now he has like a full head. Does he hair. really? Yeah, he, he got plugs. And I'm like, oh, wow, like, really? You're, like, you're famous. <laughs> no way. Like, you're super famous. And how do you think people aren't going to... He wasn't just shaving his head? Uh, no, unless well, he was he, only shaving the middle portion oh, of his head. Yeah, he had like a giant oh, receding yeah. hairline. Yeah, and it's like no. back now? Yeah, it's back. He has wow. like full-on plugs now. Like he looks Wayne like, you know, Rooney. the dude like coming out of the pool in the commercials? Yeah. That's Bosley hair treatment? Wow. It's, it's your own real hair. crazy. What? I wonder if he got paid to do that. For him. I don't know. It's just weird. Like if you're like some dude who was like, you know, uh, a cost accountant at some, some <laughs> place. All right. But you're Wayne you're Rooney. An international like, soccer you're, star. You're... <laughs> Quite honestly, probably the best attacker in the entire Premier League. Not right now. Not right now, but you know what I mean. He used you know to be I mean. probably yeah. one of them. Yeah, he's and up so, there for sure. And so how, I mean, 
you know that people are going to figure that out, right? Well, <laughs> even even if you're not, if you're if you're uh, you know a bench warmer, you're a substitute, right. and you do something like that, the tabloids in in the in the UK will pick up on that, right. and you'll get slammed. I know, but man. I guess it's Rooney. He doesn't care. I guess, with that big man. forehead of his, and That's he just, well, not anymore. Not That's as true. much. That's true. Oh. Anyway, sorry, sorry. That's it for feedback. All right. Yeah, Liverpool got knocked out of the FA Cup the other day. Stunk. Speaking of stinking. It's rude. I'm super disturbed by... Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I just wanted to let you guys know that I am very disturbed by foods that look like other foods. I don't ever. This is this is a message to you, Jason. I don't okay. ever want a cake that looks like a hamburger. What are you talking about? And I don't want cupcakes ever that look like fried chicken or French fries or corn on the cob or anything like that. I just want everyone to stop doing that. I don't know what th- I don't know what this means. So you mean like a specialty cake? And yes. It's like happy birthday. And it's a chocolate cake. But it's shaped like a hamburger, and they, you have the fondant on it like it's a hamburger. You wouldn't eat that? I think it's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> if I, I don't want to look at a hamburger and then want a hamburger and then get cake. So I love cake, and I love hamburger, but I want my cake to look like cake, and I want my hamburger to look like a hamburger. What does cake look like, though? Cake looks like cake. I mean, it can be decorated. Like I just don't decorate it like another food. Like round or square. Okay. Like in um, in bridesmaids when she when she gives them a carrot cake and it's shaped like a carrot. That's okay because it has carrot in it. But it's wait no because it's shaped a like another food. A cake doesn't have hamburger in it. Okay. So wait, what about the cakes that are shaped like Barbie? That's fine. But what if it has Barbie? Cake but it has Barbie, Barbie in it. I've never tasted Barbie, so I don't know. <laughs> yes, you have. You've chewed on a Barbie toe for sure. No way. I love Barbies. It has real bits of Barbie in it, so you know it's good. Right. I just don't want foods that look like other foods, not just cake. Like, I don't want sushi that tastes like candy. I want sushi to taste like, well, I want it to taste like sushi. Okay. And I want candy to taste like candy. I want cake to taste like cake. I just don't want any of that stupid stuff. What about the, what, describe what we had for dinner tonight. We had pizza. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. We had uh, we had sauce on a tortilla with cheese on it and put it in the oven. That's not pizza. That's pizza. It's not pizza. It's pizza. Or when you make spaghetti, quote unquote, out of uh, melon or whatever it is. Like you do the same thing that you're. Yeah, but it tastes like the thing that it's trying to be. It does? Yeah, a cake that that looks like a hamburger isn't trying to taste like a hamburger. I'm gonna say something that I never thought I would say. Uh, pl- I don't. I don't you even agree. Know. I understand. <laughs> I'm not saying that, that I agree. might be worse. You have empathy, you have like if you have like a huge hamburger coming out to the table and you cut into it and it has like sprinkles inside and whatever, you shouldn't be disappointed what if you diet, because make if it you look think, like ground beef. Oh, okay, stop. that actually sounds really bad. Number one, and I'm not saying you should be disappointed because you should realize that you don't have a huge hamburger coming out. And you wouldn't cut into it that way either. It, it, b- beyond that, if you're fooled by fondant. <laughs> <laughs> then you, you, got ish. you need not... to get a, a CAT scan or yeah. something. Cause okay. it, it's not even about it, being It should be fooled. very clear. No, but for Terrence's oh, okay. point, for Terrence. it okay. should have been very clear right out, of, right out of the jump. Hey, that's not a hamburger. Oh, mm. it has candles in it. It's my birthday. I mean, this shouldn't be an issue. Look, 
some of those cakes, well, two two points. Yeah, First, okay. one of the, some of those cakes are done really well, and it is kind of hard to tell. Maybe not a burger, but like um, corn on the cob or mashed potatoes. They like they look Wait, like mashed hold potatoes. Up. Hold up, <laughs> who made a mashed potato cake? Cupcakes. Mashed potato cupcakes. Uh. They're out there. <laughs> no, exactly. Why? You don't want to eat a cupcake that, that looks like mashed potatoes. It's gross. Okay, second point. <laughs> just, if, okay. if somebody came out with a platter of yeah. a giant burger and it had candles in it, that better be a burger. I'm okay with my birthday cake being a burger with candles in it. I just don't want it to be a cake. <laughs> All right, Bev. History <laughs> of the Little Mermaid. Can I say something real quick? Sure. Um, huh. The Terrence Thinks <laughs> song is actually my ringtone. <laughs> is it really? Yes, it is. I actually found one where we weren't talking over the music. And when my phone rings, I kind of chuckle <laughs> and then just shake my head. <laughs> then pick up the phone. And I'm like, hi. And like, what's oh, wrong? Wow. I'm like, you, you just don't know. You, you just don't, don't know. know. <laughs> just don't even know. <laughs> All right, Beth. Beth. <laughs> By the way, if anyone wants to call in for whatever reason, <gasps> our phone number is 888-401-2337. Uh, but, you know, only call in for the live shows. Because we're not here. The other ones. Call in if you want. <laughs> yeah, someone might not answer. Go ahead, Beverly. What are we talking about today? Hi. Hi. Uh, we are talking about the history of the Little Mermaid ride. All right. Why did you pick this ride? Um, I love the Little Mermaid. You love the Little Mermaid I ride? I love, uh, not necessarily the ride that comes into play. Okay. Um All right. I love The Little Mermaid. It's probably so low right now. It's probably my Well, it's it's certainly my favorite Disney movie. Um, All right. It's it's growing on my list of favorite rides. Okay. I like the ride. It's a fine ride. It's a fine ride. There's and never a line. There's an, and that's <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm trying to figure out if you guys are being serious that you no, like this ride. I love this I, I love this movie, and I I don't hate this ride. It's a fine ride. Um, I have zero problems with this ride. <gasps> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna no. mute myself real zero, quick. Zero. <laughs> He's gonna let you finish. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Beth. Um. Okay. So I'll just jump right on here. Do it. Great. Little Mermaid, titled Ariel's Undersea Adventure, is a dark ride attraction based on the animated film The Little Mermaid. The ride is located in the Paradise Pier, Disney California Adventure, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the ride opened June 3rd, 2011. The original concept of the ride was um, by Tony, ba- Tony Baxter. However, this original concept was unbuilt. Uh, in his... What's the word? In his vision, his, his concept, infinite wisdom? Yes, yeah. his okay. infinite... Yes, exactly. Right. In his Toniness. Okay. Um... We would ride instead of being in the the Omni Mover, mm-hmm. which is what you ride in now. Mm-hmm. It's more of a, a like Peter Pan's flight, like you sort of soar. Okay, you're you're suspended from the ceiling yes. rather yeah. than and attached to the floor. Yeah, that sort of gave you the, allow- okay. the ability to dive in and out of the water. Oh, um, oh, yeah. that would have been cool. That is cool. Yeah. yeah, but instead of following the storyline of the Little Mermaid co- chronologically, Baxter's Little Mermaid attraction wanted to immerse the guests in the best scenes of the movie, um, which actually you can watch mm-hmm. if you have the 
platinum edition of the Little Mermaid 2 disc. <laughs> <laughs> like some of us in that this room I have. Might, <laughs> that I might own. Yeah. Um, if you don't own that, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> and you can... There's a hole in your soul? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm crying openly for you. Uh, what, do, what do you mean? It's, it's, there's just a lot of cool stuff. It's a two-disc okay. thing. There's, like, interactive game. It's a fun thing. Okay. Uh, and if, if you can't, if you don't have that, you can also watch just a virtual ride mm-hmm. of what the concept, they did a virtual ride. Uh, you can watch it on YouTube. I actually, huh. so I'm, I'm going back and forth on this. Like, okay. you either should watch it or maybe you shouldn't because his original concept was so good. Really? That it kind of makes you not appreciate the ride for what it is. I have a feeling there's a lot of that. To, to <laughs> add to that, because yeah. we were talking back and forth today, I watched that several times, and the concept, the uh, virtual reality one that they have on YouTube, that is dope. And I don't, like, it is I don't even so know. Good. It's so good. And I don't even know if, like, you can, even his concept, I don't know that it could have been brought to, to fruition. fruition. Yeah, yeah. Because... While watching it, like, it actually looks like you're underwater. And mm-hmm. that was my biggest issue with The Little Mermaid the first time I wrote it. I was like, this ride, while it encompasses everything <laughs> that I love, <laughs> is not that good. Right. Like, it's very, yeah. like you can see all the thing, like the lights and the things. And, and for, for those of you who haven't done it, you, you get in the Omnimover and you're I'm, like... I'm going to get to that. Okay. All right. Well, um, could you say... Yeah, go, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, you feel free to say whatever you're going to, but I'm, I am going to get to that. All right. Um, it was originally supposed to open in Disneyland Paris and the Magic Kingdom parks in the early 1990s. Hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Early plans for Tokyo Disney Sea and Hong Kong Disneyland included this ride. Eventually, the plans were scrapped. Unfortunately, I was not able to find out any specific reason as to why this ride never happened. Okay. But I kind of think I'm happy it didn't happen <laughs> because... Um, you know how everything is like frozen, 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 frozen right now? Like, I feel like if the Little Mermaid ride had happened in the 90s, it would just be over it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. More Little Mermaid. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I could see that. Because the little, I feel like the hmm. Little Mermaid was frozen. Oh, for sure. It was it? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was in yeah. the really? enormous. Like, yeah. it was, in, it in was the parks Dis- like that? In, it was Disney's first fairy tale in... It was... That's... A, yeah. Heck a long time. That like, was I, the point. I had, yeah. the, I had the year written down and I forgot. Yeah when I transposed everything, but um, it was their first, it was sort of like Frozen. Like it was their first fairy tale in a really long time. Mm -hmm. And it just sort of, it was very uh, nostalgic. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it blew up. I brought a fork to school and brushed my hair with it. We played the Little Mermaid. Yeah. You were homeschooled. So (laughs) (laughs) I was homeschooled for one year. Okay. I went to Bethel Christian Academy for my other school. So did I, man. Two years. (laughs) Bethel Christian prison. That's exactly what it was. Uh, Disney later went on to design and build a different version of this attraction. Now, I'm not 100% sure on this. I'm, I would say, 96% sure. I'm fairly certain that Tony Baxter did not, he was not the, uh, the Imagineer who designed the new one. I think okay. a lot of his ideas were used, but mm-hmm. uh, from what I was able to find, it looked like Larry Nikolai okay. uh, was the, the head imagine, Imagineer. Um, as part, it was opened as part of an effort to revitalize the park in the 2000s. Uh, it was created. It's located on the site that previously that was previously occupied by the theater that played host to the Golden Dreams movie hosted by Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> did anyone see that? Did anybody see that? <laughs> really? I saw it one time. 
Good old Conrad. Never even heard of it. I didn't even know what this was. Apparently, it was a film about the history of California. Uh, oh. It opened with the park. Yeah. Have you okay. seen it? Have you seen good movies? Because this was not one of those. <laughs> Probably not. So. Yeah. Uh, since the attraction opened, several modifications have taken place. This includes changing the project- projection screens from CGI to hand-drawn animated segments. Uh, the hair. So you know the part in the under the sea part where Ariel's doing her little, mm-hmm. her little, yeah, she's dancing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> her little thing. So her hair originally shot straight up in the air, I and remember it looked that. like a like it, a snow cone. It looked like, like a, a doll snow cone. Or yeah, a, yeah, like, a doll. Okay, yeah. wait. So the hair of the animatronic Ariel in the under the sea sequence was redone after various criticisms compared it to an ice cream swirl or doll whip hair. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's now down and swaying with the current. Definitely a good. Show. Yeah, because the original looked ridiculous. It looked, well, I thought it was fine. Honestly, it was. I didn't really see anything wrong with it. But the, the few times we went when it was up like that, the uh, it was torn. It was yeah. torn at one of the joints, and so I, I always thought that's why they redesigned it, was it like because floppy? no, it was just uh, you know because it's you know for lack of a better word silicone. I don't know what it is, sure like the silicone. actual material, right, the right. latex or whatever. And then it's just uh, it was torn just from the movement because that thing is just moving all the time. It's yeah. not like some of the other. Well, I don't know if the other rides are, you know, they only moves when you come around. But since you're constantly moving through mm-hmm. the thing. It's everything's always going off. So I thought it just from wear and tear. Sometimes you can see. I think they redid uh, Ursula. That was her name, right? The witch. Yeah. 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 Um, they kind of refitted or redesigned her skin to meet at the neck, and they hit it with a pearl necklace. Yeah. Because the, the same thing it was, was just tearing. wear and tear. Yeah. yeah. So that's what that's what I thought it was. Maybe. But I mean, I, I well, mean, it, was, it, it sounds, also looked real dumb. Well, it looked weird for <laughs> sure, but um, maybe they got some feedback. Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, on March twentieth. 2014, the attraction closed again for an extended refurbishment, and it opened May 10th, 2014, with several new enhance- enhancements. New sea creature figures were added throughout the ride. A view of King Triton's castle was added. The under-the-sea scene was converted to a blacklight scene. Mm. Uh, Ariel and Prince Eric's figures in the Kiss the Girl and the final scenes were given real hair. And these changes, I think, are what are making me not hate the ride so much because, like I said, the first time I heard it, I was like, this is just looks like it was just thrown together. <laughs> like, it's cheap. Yeah, especially the under the sea part. Yeah. Where, mm-hmm. you know, a like, lot I of the like allure. I feel like the black light definitely added. It did, yeah. But for me, like, a lot of the allure of Disneyland, why I love it is because you don't see how things work. For sure. Right. And this way, there's sticks coming out of walls and fish on sticks. Fish on like, sticks what is and like the things spinning dude? in the, the air. And, this is amateur. And hour see, that's right the now. thing in the virtual ride. Like when they're showing and you're under the sea, yeah. it looks like you're underwater. Like, and yeah. I don't know if that's just because it's a computer. Thing. It's easier to do. It's definitely easier to yeah. achieve. I feel like if they just knock the lights down a little bit in there, it could be so well, much better. It yeah. was it was the Little Mermaid meets Small World, where it mm. didn't matter yeah. if you saw. All the lighting, they just wanted you to look at all the animals. And it was, it was cheaply done. That's probably the best way I can think of it. It was pretty, yeah, it was pretty disappointing. It was not high concept. No, not for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so when you're going into the, the ride itself, and then as far as I know, this hasn't changed. Uh, the building is modeled after a 20th century aquarium, which is also designed the very, very front of the, uh, the entrance is modeled after after the Palace of Fine Arts. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Learn something new every day. <laughs> Where's the Palace of Fine Arts? San Francisco, California. Oh. Bay Area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's where we live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that almost happened. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so 
the ride as it exists now. Guests board Omnimover Omni vehicles uh, themed as large, colorful, colorful clamshells. These proceed through an opening in a broken hull of Prince Eric's ship. Scuttle greets the guests and makes a muddled attempt to tell them Ariel's story. The clamshells then rotate backwards as they make their way along the beach and descend underwater. Uh, that's actually kind of my favorite part. So Mine when too. it dips down and the little bubbles happen mm-hmm. and then yeah. it gets like the cold air, I'm like, oh. That is totally the best part. <laughs> I'm, a nice. <laughs> I'm a mermaid. I'm a mermaid. But it's like the water's projection. I mean, it, it's, it's not, it's not. It's not the, terrible. It's not the best. It's still a. It's still a. Uh, uh, an, okay, it's it an executed gets the concept. Job done. Right, but it's 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 like. But if the cold air wasn't there, I feel like it would just be missing so much. Like that cold air definitely doesn't. Yeah. Work. The, the part that yeah. I like the most is not the projection of the bubbles or the cold air. I like looking up and seeing. Um, you see Ariel mm-hmm. up there, and mm-hmm. it looks like she's mm-hmm. hand drawn. Ah, uh, I'm getting to it. Oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. So, well, actually, no. I actually already, I already went past that. That was part of the changes that were made. So okay. that was originally a projection, and it was changed into right. a, a hand-drawn okay. cartoon. Good. They really yeah. need to do more hand-drawn I cartoons. Completely man. agree. Word, but bro. they said they're not going to. <sighs> you can't get away from that. I don't know why. So sad. Um, as they continue, as you continue your descent, the clamshells travel through ro- a rocky underwater passage filled with seaweed, coral, clams, fish, seahorses, starfish. Uh, Ariel and Flounder can briefly be seen through an opening overhead. That's the part that Terrence was just talking about. Mm-hmm. The underwater pas- passen- mm-hmm. passage opens to reveal Ariel in her grotto singing Part of Your World. She's surrounded by her collection of treasure- treasures from the, the human world. Flounder floats along beside her while Sebastian occasionally appears looking at the stuff that she's gathered. Uh, as the crab reminds Ariel about the wonders of being under the sea, King Triton's castle can be seen in the distance. And the scene opens up to a large underwater garden where Sebastian conducts dozens of singing and dancing sea creatures through the song Under the Sea, which is also something I enjoy greatly. That portion, Sing along with it. <laughs> that portion where they show her in her, um, not grotto, but whatever it is. With her all, cove. Right, her cove mm-hmm. is um, the first time that they actually had to animate hair. They had to, um, so she was. It's rubber. It's it's rubber, but if you watch her hair, it does Her move. hair is actually moving yeah. as well because she's under she's, she's underwater. underwater. Mm-hmm. It's the first time they actually had to do that with any kind of animatronic figure. Oh, really? Well, yeah. That's neat. Yeah. The second time being, it's being when, when they, they got <laughs> rid of the dole. <laughs> when they got yeah. rid of the dole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. uh, the celebration fades to fl- uh, as you enter into Ursula's pet eels. Welcome you into the her lair. Mm-hmm. Uh, the clamshells pass into the mouth of an enormous beast skeleton. You find Ursula singing poor unfortunate. I really like the singing in this mm-hmm. ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All sorts of singing in my in my clamshell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, inside, staring at her crystal ball, crystal ball surrounded by a collection of lost souls. A head of vortex of light surrounds Ariel as she trades her voice for human legs. Again, another thing that was CGI that was changed to hand drawing. The clamshells ascend among projected bubbles and splash into sh- the shore of a tranquil, romantic lagoon. Sebastian sings Kiss the Girl, but while Eric and Ariel sit together in a boat and totally don't kiss. Right. Because they get oh, That always yeah. drives me crazy. Like, oh, oh, we're going to... Uh, well, just, that's, there are people watching. Just kidding, bro. Let's wait for them to go by. First of all, is there anything romantic about a lagoon? Yes. Is there? Uh, well, I've never really been in one. Yeah, I mean, the lagoons we have here are like refinery runoff or something yeah. like that, and that's not, uh, that's not romantic at all. <laughs> You can't have candles. A little swamp gas will ignite. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we don't have fireflies. We don't have anything like that. No. <laughs> uh, 
After leaving the, the lagoon, the clamshells pass before a doorway to Prince Eric's cas- castle where silhouettes of Ariel and Eric are seen finally kissing. A globe of gold glows within Ariel's necklace, signifying that she has regained her voice. The orb then proceeds to encircle the two, creating a heart shape as Eric and Ariel kiss. Uh, the smoking silhouette of a giant defeated Ursula is visible in the background. <laughs> yes. Which is just like, oh, she gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's not really explained very well. But that's a lot like the Snow White. It is. Yeah. It's just like, oh, they like happily ever after. They're racing yeah. away and then suddenly, all is well. Like, how did that happen? Yeah. The clamshells proceed into the final scene of the attraction where King Triton, Sebastian, Flounder, and several other creatures celebrate the wedding of Eric and Ariel. The couple wave goodbye from their gazebo on the ocean's edge. Fireworks explode overhead. As the clamshells pass into the unload area, Scuttle finishes the story by exclaiming, he's not such a bird brain after all. Right. Right. A couple fun facts. The attraction is approximately five and a half minutes from the time you board to the time you exit. It's uh, basically double the time of Peter Pan's flight, even though it doesn't seem like it's double. Hmm. Like, it Interesting. Seem like it's that long, but probably another reason why I enjoy this ride. Because you actually get to rest. Just sitting, <laughs> and it's air-conditioned. <laughs> um, the ride is an exact replica of the Little Mermaid in uh, Florida. Okay. Did you guys ride that? No. Okay. No. Uh, the main difference is the queue. In Walt, as you mentioned... The queues in Walt Disney World are better. They mm-hmm. are. Totally. Well. Hands down. The queue in Disneyland, as we know, is. Wait, did we? We did, didn't we? Because we heard the queue Oh, yeah, fantastic. we did. Yeah. Yeah, and it's amazing. It's You're amazing. underwater the whole time. Yeah, yeah so uh, you walk. It's a, a recreation of Prince Eric's castle. You walk across a bridge over a pond that resembles a beach with a castle on it. There's a shipwreck. It's so cool. You, there's like a there's like a scavenger hunt. Yeah. There's, like it's interactive. Yeah, there's, um, there's waterfalls. Thing. They had this um, like a, a, a an LED screen or whatever it was, um, and there's like a hermit crab. Yeah, that brings you a thing, mm-hmm. and then you have to like sh- basically you motion it away to go because the thing that it brings you doesn't fit with all the other things that it's trying to get or it's whatever. To be and it's finding like, things that are lost that are aerial things that were lost in a storm. Right, yeah, and it's like, wow, this is really awesome. It's really cool, but, I mean, I guess you don't really have the room at Disneyland. And you have no need for it. Like, you'd be, well, that ride true. is, the longest I've ever waited in that ride is seven minutes. Well, uh, but, On a busy day. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah. when it was raining. When it was yeah. raining, I think we waited seven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, e- even then, you know, I wonder if they knew how non uh, amazing that ride was going to burn. Not non amazing. I shouldn't say that. But how poorly received? Because nobody's ever on it. There's, yeah. the ride's I feel empty. like the ride's just maybe misplaced. Because I feel like if that ride were in Fantasyland, it'd be real busy. Yeah, I think so well, too. Probably, but there's no room for. It. I mean, what are you right. going to? What do you? Which which uh, you know old dark ride are you going to pull? None. Right. That's actually a good point. Because it, it, it's it's past where you would make a left to go down the pier. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, no one goes to Goofy Sky School that I do. way. <laughs> I do. I do just to, tell, just to show people how terrifying <laughs> he, it is. He does just to say, don't do it. Yeah. And that, that walkway right there that leads to the backside of uh, Grizzly River Run, no one goes that way either. It no. really is. It's just kind of in the middle it's of nowhere. It's just there, yeah. But yeah. it's great. If on a hot day, oh. Right. You, yeah. you basically only pass it when you're going to Toy Story because nobody goes 
anywhere. I mean, you, you don't stop anywhere yeah. along the pier. Right. Um, and there's that whole entire restaurant pavilion kind of thing. And I tucked away in the back. There's that food court. Right. The food court, there's nobody ever there. Right. There's bathrooms back there. There's beer back there. There's uh, Mexican food back there. It's real and good it's, Mexican And there's food nobody too. ever sitting in the thing. So if you need to get out of the sun, that's where you, mm-hmm. that's where you mm-hmm. go. But there's just nobody there. Nobody goes in that section. It seems like everyone right. in DCA is at Carthay right now. Yeah. Um, Ursula stands seven feet tall, 12 feet wide. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't well, seem I wonder like... what size she wears. <laughs> That's a big girl. <laughs> um, Disney brought in a 65-piece orchestra to record all the music live. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. I thought it was just sound, like a no. regular soundtrack. So this is my funnest my funnest fun fact. Okay. Okay. Fun, fun fact. It's a fun, fun fact. All right. Have any of you seen The Incredible Mr. Limpet? No. No. Okay. So it's a movie, a Warner Brothers movie from 1964 of the same name. Miss, uh, the Incredible Mr. Limpet makes a cameo in Ariel's Undersea Adventure. When you're passing Ariel when she's doing her little jive with the better hair. Okay. Uh, just as that part, as you pass her and the clamshell starts to turn, you would look to your right and he's there hiding behind a... Uh, a seaweed, huh. little fish peeking around, and you know it's him because he has glasses on. Okay. Oh. So the Incredible Mr. Limpet was originally uh, voiced by Don Knotts. Mm-hmm. Okay. This whole thing sounds like a Don Knotts movie. It's a Don yeah. Knotts thing. Yeah. <laughs> the Apple Dumpling Gang. So, but what's really fun is that he also, which I had no idea until I started researching this, he also has a cameo in the movie. So you know the part of Under the Sea. Hmm. Where they're like, under the sea, do, 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 yeah. at the very end, and then it's like, Doo. and then all the fish are circling the the, re- the stone recliner where Ariel's supposed to be sitting, but she ran away during the mm-hmm. song. Okay. He's one know. of the fish that are, like, looking at her and pointing at her. Right at 1 o'clock, hmm. you will see Mr. Limpet with his glasses on. Why? tucked away. I don't know. Why not? I could not figure out <laughs> why. why. Yeah, but why not? It's not an <laughs> Why not? Why didn't he, uh, you know, why wasn't he writing a unicycle? You know what? Why not? Didn't no. Don Knotts have connections to Disney? Yeah, he did a lot of, well, the Apple Dumpling Gang was a yeah. big, you know, I'm not a little called big, but yeah, he did a lot of Disney movies, thing, but yeah. f- for for them to put a reference to an actor that did Disney movies, but not from a Disney movie in a Disney ride, that's weird to me. It's a little weird, yeah. It was, yeah, I thought it was really odd, but it's there, for sure, and that's who it is. <clears throat> um, okay. There are a couple hidden Mickeys in this ride. Oh. I love me some hidden Mickeys. I know you do. So when you're entering, you look up. As you're walking in, mm-hmm. there's the classic a classic three-circle hidden Mickey repeated in the upper decorative scroll, scroll like the metalwork, okay. along the outside entrance queue. Um, at the lower left corner of the loading dock mural, right above the green tile, there's a small circular impression in a rock in the form of a classic Mickey. And Terrence told me today, there are kissing frog hidden Mickey as Ariel and Eric share a romantic rowboat ride. A pair of frogs <laughs> swim in the background, or I'm sorry, in the foreground. The green warts on their back form an oblong hidden Mickey. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. That's cool. Interesting. The end. The by end. Beverly <laughs> Michelle Moore. <laughs> Hyphen Barry. No. No. Okay. We didn't do that. <laughs> we did. Uh, good job, Bev. You did great. Good job, Bev. Thank you. Good job. Who knew that ride had so much? Um, there was some fun stuff. History. Yeah. Some things to talk about for I sure. I really huh? want to find out more about this Mr. Limpet thing, though. That's I think you should. Do, yeah, do me a favor. You're going to follow up. I want to know why. Oh gosh, right. I actually did try to do some research on this. It was there was not a lot <laughs> going on out there, but I'll try. All right, here I we go. I will do the stuff. March in the past, present, and future with all the news that's fit to cover. It's the ears up Disney news. 
Don't worry, this won't take too long. We're already, uh, we're already pushing an hour here. Um, if you guys ever wondered what it takes to uh, get noticed by Disney Imagineering, uh, apparently they have a, uh, a, a competition at uh, Walt Disney Imagineering out in Burbank there. Uh, they have uh, something called Imaginations Design Competition. Um, three Ohio University students were part of the top-placing team at the competition this year. Uh, the students got to travel to Disney Imagineering in uh, Glendale. I'm sorry, not Burbank. Right. Uh, and they brought home a cash prize and a grant for their college, which is pretty cool. Nice. Uh, for this year's comp, the students from American universities and colleges were given the following challenge. Design a traveling experience that could tour small towns across the United States for families who do not have the opportunity, <clears throat> money, to travel to a Disney park. Oh my God, I could win this. This temporary venue would operate in each community for two to three days, should take no more than one day to set up and break down, and embodies the kind of family entertainment that Walt Disney envisioned when he first built Disneyland. So a makeshift Disneyland fair? Uh, like a touring yeah. thing, I guess. Huh. Yeah. Sounds like carnies. Yeah. Carnies, for sure. <laughs> but um, Disney style. But Disney carnies. First place was awarded to uh, the Ohio University students uh, and apparently one from the University of Washington for something called Mickey's Magic Garden, which uses the concept of a magical dandelion. To bring Disney magic to towns across the country. <laughs> uh, Mickey's Magic Garden features multiple themed lands, custom design rides, walk-through attractions, character greeting experiences, and a wide array of themed dining opportunities. Uh, uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's really cool. It's a neat idea. I mean, I, it probably won't you No, know, they're happen, not going to do anything with it. So they but... can probably shoot for the moon on that one. But, uh, yeah. but that's a good, that's a good, it's like... Good comp topic to make them do something with because there's a lot of moving parts in that i want to win that i i think i <laughs> well, need to I, go back to college i think it it happens every year and i think they change it every year so you well can't. no that's fine i would win yeah. any of them i think that's true um <laughs> this is one about so we talked uh, several months ago about disney filing patents to use drones in their fireworks display yeah mm-hmm. Uh, this is apparently taking this uh, one step further. Uh, Disney uh, has filed a patent for a drone-based movie projection system, which will be used oh. at Disney theme parks. In addition to a patent, Disney had also filed for an exemption for the, from the FAA, which currently does not allow drones to fly over densely populated areas such as amusement parks. Mm-hmm. According to documents filed with the FAA, they plan to fly up to 50 drones at the same time. For large aerial displays for nighttime entertainment at their Florida and California parks. It's still unclear exactly how the drones will display and uh, still and moving images. However, the paperwork filed for the patent offers clues. Unlike dancing drone displays already being used for LED night light shows, Disney's drones will apparently project images much like flying movie projectors. Illustrations in the patent filing show that the drones designed by Disney will have a rear projection screen and a wide-angle reflector, which will direct the light from the projector in order to generate the image to be displayed. That is freaky. I don't even know what that means. Neither like, I, do I. I got confused halfway through and stopped so listening. I think right here, there's a, there's a design on this... Uh, um, I looked uh, at the design. One of the drawings. So I think at the bottom here is the uh, projector, and it'll shoot the image. So it's a projector pointing up into the sky, and then the the big drone is hovering over it with the screen in a circle coming down like a drape or something. And so it's coming up, and then it's uh, the image is then reflected from the bottom of the drone onto the screen. So it's like an internal reverse projection thing or something. I don't know. That is wild. It's pretty cool, right? Uh, 
Yeah, and it, oh, this is this is my favorite part. In addition to the obvious entertainment and advertising purposes, Disney also notes that the system can also be used for the quote rapid dissemination of emergency information to large numbers of people. Oh, I don't know. Oh well, yeah, that makes sense. It's just weird. I mean, like, why would you put that in your patent application? I feel like that's so futuristic. Like we're so <laughs> in the future we're right in the now. Future right now. <laughs> but uh, where are you going to put that? Where's it going to go? Like, where's it going to park? Well, no, I mean, they'll park it wherever, but where is it going to unfurl and display and, right. and do its actions? Where, like, where in the park is there room? Downtown Disney? Above the like castle? Like in, Escal- in the Esplanade or... Um, yeah, especially if it is Or attached- DCA? Yeah, if it's Everywhere. A- if it's attached to something on the ground and then shooting up 50 feet, you could... Where are you going to... Yeah, I don't know where you Is it attached would. to something on the ground? I, I don't think it's attached to that. something on the ground, so, but I think it's projecting from from on the ground... Underneath the drone. So it's like... Okay, yeah, I get it. Right? I get it. Did they say what this would be used for? Projecting movies. Because mm. my, I guess my thought was like it might be like like weird individual things. Like uh, you're standing in line and there's a, an open area and then the drone fly, flies over and projects this little like Mickey Mouse cartoon movie for you. I don't think it's going to be that because the from what I understood from the drawing, the drone is not housing the projection at all. It's on the ground. So mm. to me, they're, it's it very stationary. stationary. So maybe like mm. Fantasmic, maybe they're going to float something on the rivers of America and do mm. something like that. I they're going oh, like, to yeah. put it on a roof and include it in like the... In the fireworks, because that. yeah. they're doing so much yeah. on the roof, with yeah. the projections the on the screens yeah. or on the the buildings. Yeah, why not take it to the next you level? Can do that even it's on true. the castle itself. There's mm-hmm. a lot of different ways. But you can also, do that. let's just talk about my mind right now. Skynet, I know, It's the Skynet. They're going so crazy. You. They're going crazy. Uh, okay, this is one is for all of us, I think. Have you ever gone to Disney and had such a great time yes. that you wished you could live there? Yes. <laughs> well, now basically you can. Golden Oak is located within Walt Disney World Resort, only four miles away from the Magic Kingdom, and built within a 980-acre nature conservation area. Golden Oak currently features four neighborhoods. With most sold out in the original three, although there are some resale opportunities. Several new custom-designed home sites, starting at $2 million, are available in the newest neighborhood. Uh, The newest neighborhood is called Marceline, named, of course, after the Missouri town in which Walt Disney spent part of his childhood. Uh, Across all of Golden Oak, home sizes range from 3,000 to 12,000 square feet. So the price is not that bad then. But it's $2 million for Florida. (laughs) Yeah, but you could fit nine families in there. It's estimated (laughs) that Golden Oak will eventually have 285 homes. Each Marceline home is located on a quarter acre of land. And uh, so in the new development, it's uh, 3,800 to 7,000 square feet. The neighborhood has greenscapes to one side with water and nature preserves on the other. The homes are inspired by Mediterranean, Caribbean, Caribbean, Venetian, Dutch, and Tuscan styles. They blend the residential area with commercial area that includes a 443-room Four Seasons Resort, restaurants, and something called the Summer House, which is a 17,000-square-foot private recreational clubhouse. That fancy. I like it. As a resident of Golden Oak... You get certain benefits from Disney, uh, such as merchandise delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. I, I hope so. Uh, dining reservations, transportation to and from the parks. Can you imagine? Not bad. That'd be right? awesome. And extra magic hours. 
I will say, however, that this sounds really similar to um, that. The, the promises celebration. of celebration. Right. Yeah. Right. That never came through. Nope. But uh, look, man, for two mil, I think we could all we could all jump in on that. I think we could. Like, if we all went and got loans, we would only need to panhandle for like a hundred million dollars <laughs> more. <laughs> Uh, um, I think we could do it, though. We could we could totally do it. Do you think all three? Well, I think that, t- see, Therese small, has a huge family. It's so. a small plot of family. land. It's a lot of house, yeah. but not a lot of land, which is the which is the problem I see. So, but it's Florida. You ain't trying to go outside. Well, uh, that's a very good point. It's true, that's a really good point. Oh, boy, mm-hmm. all right, let's get. I'm in. If there's a pool, we're going to the fact of the show and get out of here. Uh, this one. Uh, oh, I like this one. <clears throat> From the get-go, Disney has been redefining the medium of animation. Nothing shows this more than their first animated feature, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Uh, Dwarfs, dwarfs. However hard they tried, though, Disney could not make a film that equaled the box office success of Snow White until 1991. Yes, 101 Dalmatians finally overthrew Snow White as the top-grossing animation of all time. Wow. Right? 101 That's Dalmatians. Surprising. It, it, totally surprising, right? I loved that movie, though. I believe it. It was fine, I, but... Yeah, but compared to Snow White, like, that I was mean, so ahead of its time. And think of all the other huh. classics yeah. that have come after that. I think people went to the movies more in the 90s than they did in the 50s or 40s or whenever the 30s? movie was made. Well, it's 91. Thank you, uh, George Sr., George Bush Sr. Right. Right. What? <laughs> no, I don't know either. What? <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to get out of here, everyone. Thanks a lot for sticking with us, and uh, we'll see you in the parks.